Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to our show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. And we delve into the area of sports psychology on this show. If you're new to the show, I've been here for 32 years on the radio in Kansas City, last 22 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I'm in my 42nd year of work as a sports psychologist here in the Kansas City area. I'm one of the first trained sports psychologists in the country. And I've had the privilege to work with athletes at all levels, from youth sports all the way up to the professional and Olympic level. I love doing this show each week because we get it. We, we get into topics. We talk about topics that affect us as athletes, as, as coaches, as, as fans, parents, referees. We talk about the mental side of sports. I've been very lucky in my career to have met so many wonderful people along my journey. And perhaps one of the biggest influences on my life was outside of my, my, my mother, who, may she rest in peace, passed away a few months ago, who guided me through ups and downs, helped me deal with negativity and some really weird people, um, several relatives, uh, one of which is my uh, great-uncle Hurst Jacobs, my grandfather's brother, when he died, I've shared this many times, he died 1970, February 13, 1970, the winningest trainer in horse racing history. He won 3,596 races. He lost a heck of a lot more, close to 17,000, 18,000 races he didn't win, but he won 3,596 races when he had passed away. And what was interesting was I got to spend time with him <clears throat> Several several times. One summer, I spent a week uh, with him and my aunt in New York City, and went with him to the racetrack every morning. And he told me a quote that his son, my cousin Tommy, who may he also rest in peace, told me. That's my mantra, and you've heard me say it on the show before. Sports is the greatest theater in the world. Everyone knows their part, but no one knows what will happen. Sports is the greatest theater in the world. Everyone knows their part, but no one knows what will happen. And when you when you think about that, what does that mean? It means a lot. It means a lot to me because we don't know what's going to happen. It's an opportunity to show yourself what you can do, what you can't do, your strengths and weaknesses. But it also shows how you handle yourself. And this past week. Last night specifically, and then a couple of days ago, we saw two examples of some of the opposite extremes <clears throat> of what I'm going to get into today. I want to talk about sportsmanship. Last night, the Kansas State, <clears throat> excuse me, the Kansas State Wildcats lost the Elite Eight with their chance to get to the Final Four. Incredibly great game against Florida Atlantic. Went back and forth, back and forth, and uh, FAU won at the end. You know, a very disappointing morning here for K-State fans. But what their coach, Jerome Tang, did after the game, to me, says more about him than whether they won or lost the game. After the loss, he told everyone in, in the, on the team, all the players that came in the locker room to hold their head up, and he, he he said, 
this is the worst thing that, that, that we have to go through, then our life will be pretty damn good. Well, that's one of, one of the players said, but that reflects what he said. But more importantly, after the game, he went into the Florida Atlantic locker room and shook all the hands of the players and the coaches there and wished them luck. Who? Di- what coach, after you lose an incredibly emotional, intense game, then after the handshake line, which we'll talk about the handshake line in a moment, goes into the visiting locker room and shakes the hands of the players there and wishes them luck. You know, and, and, and here's what he said. He said, this is the third time I've lost in the Elite Eight, alluding to previous losses when he was Baylor's assistant coach. And you can sit around and mope and cry about it, or you can really think about the love and the joy that you've had through the season. And winners keep their heads up. They don't drop their heads. So our guys were not going to walk off the floor with their heads down. Tough things are going to happen in life. and We don't get to wallow in it. We've got to keep moving forward. This is more of a lesson for them of becoming men than it is about basketball. Don't misunderstand. This loss was personal to all as it should be. Okay. That man is a winner. I've never met him. He's taken K-State from the doldrums to the Elite Eight. And I want to, I want to, I want to commend him on this show for what he said. Not just, you know, the way he coached this year and how K-State played. And I'm a KU fan. You know that I was KU's first sports psychologist. My oldest son went there. But I admire this man more this morning than probably just about any other coach I've, I've been around in a long time because of what he just said right there. That shows what he taught these young men this year. Look, there's only one team that's going to come out as the NCAA champion in terms of the team that wins it at the end, which KU did last year. We don't know what's going to be this year. My bet's on UConn right now, but that's, we'll see. But what Jerome Tang did last night after that game, if I'm a parent and my son's getting recruited to go play somewhere, I want him to play for that coach. Because he's teaching these men about these young men about life. Now, on the other extreme, we've got the Bowling Green Memphis game in the women's NIT. After the game, in the handshake line, one of Memphis's players punched one of Bowling Green's players, knocked her down to the ground. And, it, I mean, we don't know what happened there. It hasn't come out. The player, Jamira shoots, stopped to talk with, with the Bowling Green player, Alyssa Brett. After a short conversation, shoots threw a punch at Brett's face, knocked her down to the floor. The handshake line is where you shake hands and move on. Yes, you just lost. Yes, you're bummed. Yes, you're disappointed. Your season's over. But, you know, it's not like you're embracing deep, heavy hugs unless you know each other. You see that sometimes. But you don't stop and and, and throw a punch at somebody. Now she's, you know, she's being charged. The uh, police at the Bowling Green School, Bowling Green State University Athletics, doesn't make comments but said the police department is going to investigate it. The incident's been turned over. So she's going to probably be charged, my guess, with assault. I could be wrong. All right, so here you have 
two teams that lose. One, where an individual is is that emotionally weak that she punches somebody in the other team. Now, we don't know what was said. That Bowling Green player could have said something derogatory to her. We don't know. And if that's the case, that's not that's not right either. But then you've got K-State's coach who goes in the visiting lock, lock, the other locker room after they just lost this incredibly emotional game in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four and congratulates the other team, shakes the hand of every player and coach, wishes them luck. When's the last time you saw that happen? Probably didn't. Probably haven't because I don't remember something like that happening. Throughout my life, I'm 68. I, I, I remember there's some incidents of players on other teams going in the other locker room and wishing them luck here and there. But I've never heard of a coach go doing that. So what's that say about Jerome Tank? That says that's a man of integrity, a man of values, and a man who gets the difference between winning and losing. Because, it's, it's, you know, sports are games. And we play sports because we love it. I, I love sports. It's my life. It's, I'm a sports psychologist. I've done it for 42 years. Everybody who knows me, my high school reunion this past September, 50-year high school reunion, I had about 10 people come up to me and ask me where my tennis racket was because I played tennis in high school. 50 years later, sort of blew my mind that many people remember that, that they even remember who I was for that part. But anyway, sports, you know, we identify. And, of course, in this city here, Kansas City, the last several years we've had championships. Sporting KC won several years ago. The Royals won. The Chiefs have won twice. Championships. KU's won, okay, twice in the last, you know, what, 2008 and then, then last year. You know, you've, you've got championships here, a lot of them. And when, when you put all this in perspective, I think it teaches us a bigger lesson about what sports should be about. It's, it's about not just who shot the winning shot or got the winning home run or the winning ace or touched the wall first in the race in the pool but it's about how you handle yourself and what that says about you as a person all right i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs i'd like to open up our phone lines and get your thoughts on this this morning our phone number is 913-3810-810 you know this show's on sunday morning at seven it's not on in the middle of the week a lot of people aren't up now but our shows are podcasted everywhere and i know a lot of people comment on the podcast because i get get you know emails and messages throughout the week so I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Sportsmanship. Why is it important? And where is it not important? And, you know, I know there are a lot of people out there who don't think it is. You know, quote, how are my words? You play to win the game. Yeah, well, in the NFL, you play to win the game. When the game's over, though, you're going to be bummed and down if you lost. But you also have to show the respect to the other team. It's a game. It's a game. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is our number. I'd love to hear from you. And get your thoughts on this this morning. Why is sportsmanship important, and why, why, should we focus on it more than we do? Before we go to our first break, we got our first call. Let's see what Fred has to say. Fred, good morning, Doctor Jacobs. How are you? Hey, good morning. Hey, I agree with everything you're saying on Jerome King, but that that's not an unprecedented thing to do to, to go into the opposing team's locker room after. You know, after your team's lost, I know um, 
Uh, he wasn't a great coach, but I know Conzo Martin did that at Missouri. He he did that several times, and I've heard of others doing it too. So I'm not trying to take anything away from Jerome King, but he, you know, that's just it's not an unprecedented thing for a coach to do. Well, in that in that setting, the Elite Eight at the NCAA tournament, where the game was as close as it was, you know, you've got to be dis- I mean, he has to be disappointed. But I just I just shows that his integrity. I mean, yes, yeah, I've heard of it too. But in that situation, to do that, I think shows his class more than yeah. I think anything else. That's the point I'm making here. Yeah, not not questioning that at all. But I mean, others have done it. Well, good. That that's a good sign. Okay, let me get your. What do you think about the uh, player, the Memphis player that punched the Bowling Green player? What do you think about that? I think it's awful. I think she should be char- charged with um, with assault and and prosecuted to the full extent of the law. That's just awful. There's no place for that. But that's that's why I'm bringing that up. You got these two different extremes this morning, Fred. You got Jerome Tang doing what he did, and then you have that young lady doing what she did. Because in the bottom line, it's just in the end, it is a game. It is a game, and yeah. and that that's the whole point. No, this call wasn't a wasn't to to talk down Jerome Tang. It's no you know. right. I get it. I get it. Right. Well, I'm glad you've seen other people do that, and I'm glad other people do do that because more of them should. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Okay. For that, freeze up our lines here at 913 We're going to go to the first break this morning. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach and your team loses a emotional game, a tight game, a, a very meaningful game, I'd like to hear what you say to your players. And do you congratulate the other team? I know there's the handshake line in basketball. You know, in the NFL, you see players in, in college football, you see the coaches come across and sometimes shake and embrace. Sometimes it's, it's not much of a shake. It's just a touch and move on. But how do we handle success and failure in sports? And how does sportsmanship play a role? If you're a coach, I'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts on this. If you're an athlete, what are your thoughts? 913 is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. talking about the mental side of sports. And my topic today is the issue of sportsmanship in light of the NCAA and IT basketball tournaments. A couple of scenarios that happened as I started the show off talking about Kansas State's basketball coach, Jerome Tang, his display of sportsmanship after the game I thought was exemplary and we, we've already had a caller saying well it's not unusual that's good but he went into the FAU Florida Atlantic locker room congratulated the players and coaches with some good luck as they moved on very emotional time after K-State loses a game like that but you know as I shared also the things he said to his team to keep their head up you know this is a game it's, it, it's, it's not the end of the world and you learn from this that, to me, is an example of a great coach. And then you've got the scenario in the women's NIT where the Memphis player, Jamira Shoots, I hope I'm saying her name correctly, in the handshake line, talked to Bowling Green's player Alyssa Brett and then punched her, knocked her down. All right? And she's been apparently being charged with assault. I mean, we don't know what was said there. But are you that weak of a person that you got to punch somebody in the handshake line? What's the handshake line for? 
to shake the hands of your opponent and move on. Yes, it's disappointing. Yes, your season's over in this scenario. But, you know, really? You got to stop and do that? Maybe there was something that went on in the game you didn't like? The game's over. So what I'm getting at here is is the topic of sportsmanship. And I'd like to hear from you. If, if you're a coach, what's your what's your opinion on sportsmanship? You know, most people are going to call and say, well, come on, Doc, you got to show good sportsmanship. There, how often do you see a poor display of it? Whether it's the opposing team trying to cheat, do something illegal. You know, we had the incident in the World Series a few years ago with the you know, Houston Astros doing that, um, stealing signs. You know, they're, they made it to the World Series. They've got to steal signs to win. Okay, what's that saying? It says that some people will go to any extreme to win and that they can't handle it if they don't. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Losing sucks. It's, it's no fun when you lose. It's disappointing. It's a bummer. I don't know anybody who enjoys losing. I'm sure there are some people who are, who do. But you know what? When you go out to compete, you want to do well. You want to succeed. But then when you're done, it's over. So if you're a coach, do you – what do you say to your team after let – me, let me phrase it this way. What do you say to your team after you've lost an emotional game? Do you say anything? Do you leave it alone? How do you handle it? If you're a player, if you're an athlete, what has your coach said to you after a, a big loss? What have, what has he or she said to you about how to handle that? How to move on from that? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. We've got a wide open phone board now. It's a great chance to call in and comment on this. If you're an athlete, when you lose a big game, a big contest, whether it's individual or team sport, how do you move on from that? You know, I, I guarantee you the K-State basketball players are, are bummed out this morning. But let's face it, they played a great game. One team, and you get to this, this level, in the final eight teams, everybody's good. Every player's good. And someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. But then you sit back and reflect on the whole year to get to this point. It's a victory in a lot of ways. You learned a lot about yourself. So if you're a coach, do you say anything after a big loss or a big win for that matter? What do you say to your team? You know, you should. we see during the... You know, the the tournament, you see the commercials of coaches in the locker room after they've won, getting sprayed with everything and jumping up and down, ripping off their shirts and all that. And I don't know what Eric Musselman did after Arkansas lost. I believe they lost to Connecticut. After they beat KU, it ripped off the shirt, jumped on a table and was leading the Arkansas fans in a cheer. So what did he do after they lost? You know, how do you, how do you, the role of a coach in this situation to me is, is essential in terms of guiding the people you're working with 
And let's face it, coaches are people too, by the way. They get upset and bummed out just as easily as they get it, the players do and get excited as well. Believe me, I've seen it. But they're the person in charge, so they've got to show they've got to show the behavior about how to handle the success or failure. All right, nine one three three eight ten eight ten is our number. If you are a coach, when your team has lost a big game, what do you say? Do you say anything? What do you do? And, and at the same time, if you win a big game, what do you do? And have you seen a poor display of sportsmanship as we did here in the Bowling Green Memphis handshake line at the women's NIT? You know, this stuff happens a lot more often than we know. I hear about it because of what I do. Several years ago, I got a call from a good friend in New York who is a soccer coach. He's coaching his 12-year-old son's team. They're playing a game. They're up in White Plains outside of New York City. They're playing a game in the Bronx. And there was a kid on the other team, young man on the other team, who was pretty overly aggressive, as, as Matt said. He knocked some kids down. He played a little rough. The referees warned him a couple times. And that team won. My friend Matt's team lost. They get in the handshake line. This is 12-year-olds. Get in the handshake line as they're walking through. And Matt's at the back of the line. He, he was the assistant coach. About four kids in front of him. This young man on the other team who was playing overly aggressive knocked down one of the kids on his team. Just punched it. Punched through a punch and knocked him down. Matt immediately grabbed this kid. Hoped hoping he wasn't going to hit, try and hit somebody else. He had no idea what was going on. And he grabbed him and, and hugged him so to keep him from hitting anybody else. Five seconds later, he gets cold clocked by, by a guy, knocked down, and this guy starts punching him. What's the dad of the kid that he grabbed? Which point then, several parents pulled it, told this guy off of him. The guy's all heated, screaming and cursing at him. You grab my kid. How dare you touch my kid? And then things calmed down, and, and what happened was they were right next to a police station, and the p- two police officers jumped over the fence and grabbed this guy, who also happened to be a police officer. And then Matt explained, your son hit one of our kids. And he said, no, he didn't. And then several other people said, yes, he did. And then this guy, then just he said he just dropped his head, and he felt awful, and he apologized. Matt said, okay, just let it go. He had bruised face. I said, are you going to do anything? He goes, what am I going to do? Just let it go. I said, but what did you say to your son and, and to the team? He said, well, I'm, you know, my son, obviously, my son was crying. So my wife and I had to calm him down. And then when we had practice that week, we talked about it with the kids. We talked about sportsmanship and how that young man, should be suspended from playing for a few games. Obviously, you wonder why he punched or he punched the kid when his dad comes out and punches me. Well, where's he learning that from? He probably needs, obviously not probably, he definitely needs some counseling, as did the dad. But, you know, his son then, you know, dealt with it and he said he was okay after that, but he said it was it was an emotional drive home. 
You know, I had a bruised face. This guy was pounding me for about five seconds before he got pulled off of me. Last thing I thought was I was going to get jumped by somebody for grabbing this kid who hit my son. You know, emotion in sports, when you play sports, you get emotional. It's part of it. But you've got to learn how to turn it on and turn it off at the right time. All right. I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach. What importance do you play? Do you put sportsmanship in your coaching? What do you talk to your team about in terms of success or failure, winning or losing? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. So, Kyle, let me ask this question. You played sports, played baseball. I'm sure you saw some of this stuff going on at some point, right? A little bit here and there, yeah. Okay, give us an example of what you saw, maybe positively or, or negatively. Uh, I've definitely seen seen some uh, some bad examples of sportsmanship, you know, uh, uh, across the diamond from other teams. Um, now, I know this is kind of a baseball cliche, how, you know, pitchers never, never like batters showing them up, you know, after getting a big hit. Right. Um, Bat flipping and all that stuff. Yes, exactly. And... Um, now, in my younger days, we, we weren't really hitting the ball out of the park. Um, but it's just, you know, like taunts from the dugout. I, I definitely remember hearing some of those. And this is back when I'm in 6th, 7th, 8th grade. Um, this is pre-high school. Um, and I, I see it today how, um, you know, my little brother, he's he's in 5th grade. And his baseball team, they're... You hear kids, um, you know, making fun of a kid, making error out on the field. Um, and I always try to tell my brother, you know, that's that's not okay. You don't well, do some people say, okay, so some people say in baseball, that's just part of the game. Mm-hmm. It's always gone on that way. But is that is that right? Oh, I, I disagree if it is part of the game. I don't think it should be part of the game. Yeah. I, I mean, my kids are now 33 and almost 32. I watch them, as I've shared many times. You know, growing up playing sports, and I shared so many situations where I saw stuff like this happen. Um, when my older son Jonathan and, and this this happened when he was in sixth grade, he's playing basketball, and I was putting on through Blue Valley Rec a sportsmanship seminar in about a month after this. Had flyers we just handed out that day. Um, at the baseball signups. So we're at a basketball game. And in the first half, the assistant coach, our assistant coach got a technical for stand, getting out of his chair. You're not supposed to get out of your chair. Okay. Second half starts, and our coach's son is bringing, the, or my son's bringing the ball up the floor. The coach's son is trailing behind him. And I see these two kids on the other team go up to Andrew, the, the coach's son, and deck him. And kick him. Now he was behind. My son Jonathan was bringing the ball up. The refs didn't see it. Immediately, our assistant coach jumps up and runs on the floor. Refs call time. Say you're you're ejected. He goes look. This, he's screaming. So our coach, the dad, calls time. They let him run out. Andrew's writhing in pain, just grabbing his knee. He motions for me to come out to help him. As I go out, I look over at the coach and the other teams high fiving the two kids who did that to him. A bunch of people saw this. And I'm like, I don't believe this. Anyway, we had to carry 
Andrew off the off the floor, got him off the floor. So after the game, my wife at the time said, "You know, come on, you've got the sportsmanship seminar going on. You need to hand a flyer to that guy." I said, "Okay." So game's over, and I had the flyers with me because we were handing them out to the parents there. And this is a big sportsmanship. We had a bunch of uh, national people coming in to talk at this. I went over to this guy, and I said, excuse me, sir, you might be interested in this. That's all I said. Hand him a sport. Looked at it. He watered it up, put his fist right in my face, says, what do you want to do about it? I got pulled away. Turned him in, and I was told, well, that's interesting. He's never acted like that before. I said, well, he acted like that today, and everybody saw it. The next day on my show, I talked because that was on a Saturday night. Next morning on my show, I talked about that, and some people called up, so they didn't believe it, thought I was making it up, and our coach called up and said, no, that happened. Okay. That guy should have been suspended for good, for life. Well, they they then watched him. They warned him they were going to watch him. They watched him, and I went to two games without him knowing. Found out the next two games he's coaching, and he was in his best behavior because he knew the people from Blue Valley Rec, which ran the, the league, were watching him. You know, he was allowed to keep coaching. So what does that tell those kids? The, the big thing is, what's that tell those kids who then, you know, did that to him? It, it, it really shows, he really set an example of, hey, if we need to take out one of their players to gain an advantage physically, yeah. it's okay. You there, know, as long as they don't see it. There is a very prominent high school quarterback that I work with who went on to play collegiately. And I, I will not say what school he was playing for or where this game was at, but they're playing a team that actually had one state. And they're playing this game, and he got knocked down and kicked in the face. Fortunately, he had his face guard on, did, didn't get him. And as he's getting up, the, right in front of the bench of the other team, the coach of the other team yelled at him and said, you're going to get it in your face next time with some expletives. And this kid walked off the field, told his coach. This young man I work with, grandfather, was a first-round draft pick in the NFL. His grandfather was at the game, and they handled it the right way. You know, Believe me, this young man was not happy with that at all. This stuff, this stuff happens a lot. The poor sportsmanship. And... You know, a lot of people are afraid to say anything or do anything about it because they don't want to get attacked then. But I think sportsmanship has got to be promoted more than ever now. All right, our phone number is 913-3810-810. We'll go to another break here. I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach, you're an athlete, you're, you're a, a parent, you're a fan. What's, what's your thought about what Jerome Tang did after the game last night? The K-State coach told his players to hold their heads up after they lost in the Elite Eight, but then went to the visiting locker room and shook the hands of all the other players and coaches and wished them luck. I, you know, We had one call earlier and said, well, that happens a lot. I hope it does. But the, in that scenario, in that, that setting, I think that shows what kind of a coach Jerome Tang is. Okay, our phone number is 913-3810-810. Love to hear from you. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB, here in Kansas City. Here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m., and I bring up topics on this show that I think will be of interest to talk about. And today's topic 
was the two opposite polar opposites of sportsmanship displayed this past week were the uh, Memphis Bowling Green women's NAT game and the handshake line. One of the Memphis players punched one of the Bowling Green players, knocked her down after a short conversation. She's now being charged with assault. And then you had K-State losing last night to Florida Atlantic in the Elite Eight. And Jerome Tang, the K-State coach, I've been talking about his behavior afterwards. He says winners keep their heads up. They don't drop their heads. So our guys are not going to walk off the floor with their heads down. Tough things are going to happen in our life. We don't get to wallow in it. We've got to keep moving forward. This is more of a lesson for them of becoming men. That's about basketball. So I'd love to hear from you. 913 is our number. We had one uh, call earlier who came on the air. We had another guy who called up and uh, talked to Kyle, but he wouldn't come on the air. Kyle, why wouldn't he come on the air? What did he say? Claims sportsmanship is boring. Sportsmanship. This show's boring because we're talking about sportsmanship. This topic's boring. I, I'd like, I'm curious if, if that fella is a, uh, a good sport on or off the court. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't get on the air and talk about it. No, nah, I tried to get him to. Ask him if he had an example. Okay. Well, some people don't care about it. They don't think it's important. They're just out there to, to win. Yeah, it's a lot like that, that coach you brought up who deliberately hurt one of your players. Right. So this, this, this is a topic we all have. If you, if you have kids who play sports, youth sports, high school sports, even at the collegiate level, but specifically at the youth and high school level, you've seen this display of, of this behavior one way or the other. You've seen coaches who go ballistic. You've seen parents in the state. I hear about it all the time. I'm working. I work with all kinds of people. I have a, a high school baseball player I saw this week who, when he struck out, the parents and the other team were making fun of him. I'm like, okay. What's I said, how'd you deal with that? How'd you feel about that? He said, Doc, well, since you and I have been talking about it, I just let it go. He goes, but my dad, my dad said, if I wasn't who I was, meaning his father, I would have gone over there and had some words with them, but it wasn't going to accomplish anything. And the young man said, Doc, that just shows you how, how screwed up those people are to make fun of me for striking out. You know, congratulate their son for striking me out. Don't make fun of me. I just think, you know, when we play sports, you want to go out there for the experience how how do you how are you going to deal with success and failure out there what's that say about you and too often when somebody doesn't do well people like to make fun of them you know i've I, i've saw it with my kids growing up i hear about it all the time parent grown people parents on the other team will make fun of the kid who's Missed a shot or struck out or fell down, whatever. That's sports. It, it's part of what goes on, and we got to you, know, you got to teach kids how to deal with that. Unfortunately, Kyle had somebody else called. They didn't want to get on again. What they say this time? A uh, gentleman wanted to. He wanted to talk about the uh, the basketball game. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so didn't really have an example though. So. Okay. You know. Sportsmanship, a lot of, I bring, you know, I bring topics up on this show 
that aren't really talked about on a lot of other shows because we talk about the psychology of what goes on. You play sports to see what you can do. You play sports to see how good you can be or how bad you might be. But it teaches you a lesson about who you are and what you do. But when you've got people that can't show you respect, I think that says more about those people than about how you. you. But you've got to learn how to handle that because in life we deal with that all the time. Let's face it. Our country is a mess right now with all the things going on. All the vitriol and negative stuff that goes on all over the place. And obviously sports sports activity, sports are opportunities where a lot of people like to show that. But when you're at a kid's game and a child on the other team fails, misses a shot, strikes out, what's accomplished by making fun of them? You know, I mean, let's face it, in life we all have to deal with that. I've had to deal with that. You've had to deal with it. But how do we grow from that? And I think that's where it, in these youth games, is these, these youth sports games specifically, and high school, I think that's where coaches need to spend time talking about this stuff. I mean, not hours and hours on it, but it needs to be addressed. It needs to be brought up. Because we have to deal with this in life as we move on in everything we do. But when you lose, when you fail, and everybody's going to do that in sports, no one's perfect, you learn more from yourself than when you succeed, I think. And when your son or daughter doesn't do well in a game, they, they're obviously not playing well, and they're getting made fun of by the other team. As a parent, I know most people get infuriated. That's why you have all these these, these blow-ups at these games. You hear about it all the time. What Jerome Tang did last night, like our first caller, or actually our only caller came on the air today, Fred said, it, it happens quite a bit, which is great. I think when when your team loses, especially at this level, when you get to the NCAA tournament, and you're one of the final eight teams left in an incredibly back-and-forth, hard-fought game, very emotional game, to tell your players to hold their heads up shows a lot about who he is. And, you know, you had Tom Izzo making fun of one of K-State's players and saying, well, they got lucky. Well, you know what, Tom, you guys lost. I don't think Tom, I don't know if Tom Izzo came in the K-State locker room and shook the hands of the players. Maybe he did. Maybe we don't know about it. But you know, his comments afterwards were, were pretty much sour grapes. They lost in overtime. It was a hard-fought game there. I think the leadership that's displayed by the person in charge, male or female, doesn't matter what the sport, will be reflected in how the players are. And this topic which I think is an important one, obviously. Some people don't. Some people, it's like the one guy called up, this is a boring topic, sportsmanship. Why are you talking about this? Well, I'm talking about it because it's an issue. And it, it, it's something that gets taken the wrong way a lot of times. 
But at the same, you know, when you're out there playing a game, you want to succeed. Well, there are some people that don't. But most people go out and play sports. They want to win. They want to come out on top. They want to do well. When there are two teams playing, one unless you can tie, like in soccer or hockey, one team's going to win, one team's going to lose. Great coaches are are great psychologists, and they teach their athletes how to deal with it both ways, when you win or when you lose. What did you do today to get better? Years ago when I worked with the Royals, we had an all-star player, had an incredible game, went four for five, made a defensive play that saved the game, and he called his dad after every game. This guy was an all-star. He called his dad after that game. His dad, the first thing out of his mouth was, why'd you strike out in the second inning? And this guy finally had enough hung up on him called me that night he was he was so upset we talked and came over we talked the next day quite a bit i said you probably need to, you, you probably should call him back and he did and he and he said to his dad look you know i went four for five i made a great defensive play in the bottom in the top of the ninth that ended the game saved the game or it would have been a tie game why do you have to why is the first thing out of your mouth about something negative and his dad, he, he, he said they had a good conversation. The dad apologized. He said, you're right. I I just want you to do better. He goes, well, and he goes, you got picked on. And he, he said, his dad said, you know, you got picked on a lot when you were younger, and I'm always pushing you to try to overcome that. And he goes, well, sometimes, Dad, you just need to give me some credit. Sometimes I just need to hear that. And to his dad's credit, you know, he changed how they talked about things after games. And basically his dad didn't start telling him how he felt he played. He asked him how he felt he played. We play sports. To see, you, you play a sport to see what you can do. You know, winning and losing are results, but it's the effort you put into it. I, I have a Super Bowl jersey in my office, one of the Chiefs players, and on, on that jersey he wrote the letters F-O-E, focus on effort, because that's what we talk about all the time, focus on effort, not results. It's worked pretty well for him. All right, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Our shows are podcasted all over the place. You can hear them on my website, winnersunlimited.com. Click on the podcast tab. I've got about 10 years of podcasts on there. All kinds of topics. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a comment about this show, you can always leave me a message at my office, 816-561-5556. Send me an email at my office at drj at winnersunlimited.com. And also know that every Tuesday night from 7 to 7.30 Central Time, I do a Facebook Live show where I interview coaches, you sport coaches, about stuff like this, about winning and losing, success and failure. It's the Dr. Andrew Jacobs Sports Psychology Hour. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next week on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.